Myself and sister patients are the shepherds and we need our flock. That's right. I'm little Bo Peep and I've lost our sheep and you need to come to me and Brother Paul and we can shepherd you. And I'm going to try to combine all of the scriptural analogies in one thing. Okay, so we are the shepherds. You are our flock. Come unto our vineyard and let us harvest your olives. Oh, God. And if you have a good story or even a not good story about getting out of Mormonism, please with us. Yes, looking for guests, whether you're Mormon, ex-Mormon, never Mormon, never heard a Mormon, just want to come on and talk shit, we would always love to have more guests on the show. That's right, as long as you're happy to mock a silly book. And you got to read it. Come on down. Get on board for some exclusive content and some amazing episodes on Patreon. If you don't want to give us money, give us a like and a review. Yeah, that'd be great. It's on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on and share it. I know it's difficult for some people because some ex-Mormons have family. They can't be really public about their ex-Mormonism. But if you can, please show the episode, even if you share it privately rather than publicly. Help us grow our flock. Hello, brothers and sisters across the world. Or should I be more reverent when I say that? Good evening, my brothers and sisters. I would like to thank you for the opportunity to come behind this pulpit today and present this podcast. I'd like to thank the bishop for calling me to do this. I get a little bit nervous doing podcasts and I hope the spirit will be with me this evening. Anyone who is a Mormon will get what that joke is. (laughs) I digress because I'm not speaking on my own today, brothers and sisters. I, of course, have, as always, my co host the amazing mother of us all, the whore of Babylon herself, Sister Patience. Hey, Paul. Very happy to be here. Thunderous applause. I really feel the love. (laughs) We haven't done the proper intro for a while. We should do that every week, so it feels more Mormon-y. We started having all of these really interesting discussions while we were having technical difficulties at the beginning of episodes. Now that we've got our shit together. Do we really have our shit together, though? I mean, this is you and me we're talking about. I don't think you and me and shit together. We get some of our shit together in certain areas. Yeah, okay, that'll do that. Other areas, it's just shit everywhere. Everyone, I hope you're doing well. I hope you are healthy. How are you this evening? I'm really good. You're looking good, actually. Anything in particular raise your spirits? Um, no. A couple of days ago, I got really emotional and was crying all day. That's me every second or third day. I had a stressful couple of days before the Christmas break, and then, of course, I had COVID, so I couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, I had, like, two days after COVID before I could go back to work and it rained so I still couldn't do anything and it's funny you know it's interesting I planned on being home mostly and doing stuff around the house but then even when I do that you know I'll still go to the park with the dog and I'll still go to the shops and that sort of stuff I couldn't do anything at all I'm painting my house at the moment so I couldn't even go and get like paint so I could paint a room I just got bored and lonely and of course anybody who has depression knows that that's not a good thing that that kind of brings your mood down and yeah I got out of there and back into work and that was kind of stressful so yay me yay yeah yeah so anyway I'm feeling better now and all as well so come on 2022 let's do something come on 2022 yeah. we're counting on you oh that's good so you're crying for a couple of days that's clearly not a good thing I just wish I could time travel back to January in 2021 and just do everything different almost everything yeah I gotta say we started this podcast around then and that's been a highlight for the last year it's been a highlight and a low light yeah yeah I would take a different approach with things 
Anyway. But anyway, we've got this humble little podcast, which has been a labour of love for us both with the uptimes and the downtimes this last year. For all the listeners who have stayed with us on this journey, thank you. I hope that nobody else has had COVID, but let's face it, it looks like everybody's getting it at the moment. Everyone's going to have Omicron before you know it. It seems like the government has finally said, look, you know what? We give up. Let's just fucking let everybody catch it and see what happens. <laughs> I wish that were the case, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think there's going to be more lockdowns, unfortunately. My work today, we've got a big email from head office talking about how the next few months are not going to be friendly. Oh no! Even without lockdowns, if people get it, they have to stay home. So they're like, we're going to be short staff, which means we're not going to be able to build stuff as quickly and all that. Ah. You're smart. You got into IT before IT was cool. And that's why you now have a job that is COVID safe. Because it doesn't matter what's happening COVID-wise, people still need coding and all the other things that you do. I feel so needed, Paul. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope you do. At a deep level, yeah. Because you're one of the only jobs that's useful and COVID-free right now. <laughs> and any other news from the world of sister patients? Come on. Th- been spending a lot of time editing because we've recorded a bunch of great episodes lately but we've got a bit of a backlog we have and i will point out listeners we are so sorry that we haven't had a consistent schedule for the last few episodes i'd rather put it out a couple of days later and have it be how i want it i wish all religions such as ours because we are a religion now of course i wish they all took that standpoint you know i will avoid preaching to the masses until i have it perfect I think if all religions did that, they would never actually get a chance to get out and talk to everyone. Right. There's my solution to religion, everybody. Don't discuss your religion until it's perfect and flawless. Really think about the precepts that you're putting out there. Speaking of Jesus and crucifixion, have you seen anything about this Novak Djokovic thing happening? No. <laughs> so you know that there's this thing called sport. Uh, I guess. But anyway, this guy Novak Djokovic is like the number one at this tennis caper, okay? He tried to get into Australia to compete in the Australian Open, which is on in a couple of weeks, but because he hasn't been vaccinated, the Australian government said, no, 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 you can't come in. The reason I'm relating this to Jesus is because his father put up a post on Twitter comparing his son, a tennis player, to Jesus. Oh, really? Tell me more. He was like, the world crucified Jesus, and now they are crucifying (laughs) my son. (laughs) Uh, It's just sport. Tennis player does the wrong thing, can't get into country, not quite the same as, you know, this mythical creature dying for everyone's sins. Well, he didn't even do the wrong thing. It's a choice. If he doesn't want to get vaccinated, then he knows that they're not going to let him in. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. But he still thought he could get in because he was who he was. Point is, he's not Jesus, even though Jesus isn't real. Let's face it, a tennis player does not hold the same sort of cultural significance as our boy Jesus, okay? I wish they did, though, because Jesus is just so boring. I'd much rather have a tennis player be spoken about than Jesus. But also the tagline of bigger than Jesus has already been taken by the Beatles, okay? Oh, it has. And weren't they boring too? So it means if Novak Djokovic's dad wants Novak to be bigger than Jesus, he has to say Novak is bigger than the Beatles. You're number three, Novak. You're not even close to being number one seed. 
He's the third member of the Godhead. Yep, he is. He's the Holy Spirit. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, and now he's a ghost. He's not even in the country. Oh, he is actually. He's in detention. <laughs> oh, okay. Did he end up having the jab? I don't know where it finished. There was something today about it. Oh, I hope he didn't. <laughs> the point is his, his dad thinks his son is Jesus because he's good at swinging a racket. That's great, Dad. Yeah. But anyway, I know you would have loved hearing that news because you are such a big sports fan. Oh, such a sports fan. What sports do I like, Paul? I remember once that you tried to play soccer as a teenager. <laughs> I was terrible at it. I remember that because remember at school for a while we had a thing where every lunchtime we'd go and play soccer or cricket on the Oval or whatever. I honestly don't remember. Every now and then you would join in and try to play with us. And oh, would I? I was okay with it because it meant there was someone on the field who was more unco than me. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I love my mate, but I'm no longer the worst on the field. I'm good for buoying people's egos when it comes to sport. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you're good at it. That's why you don't do it, you know, because you don't want to show people up or anything. No, I'm terrible at sport. (laughs) I am coordinated. I'm just terrible. I was always really slow at swimming. Like I was a really strong swimmer, but I was just slow. Like I didn't win any races. I gave up swimming in primary school when at the swimming carnival, I dived in for a race. And as I dived in, my shorts came off. And so everyone (laughs) in the school saw my bare ass. That is just the sort of thing that would happen to you. Yeah, isn't it? That was such a Paul joke. That was definitely a Paul thing, yes, but I never tried competitive swimming at all after that. How many funny things have happened in your life with your pants down? Uh, I think everything good, bad and hilarious has happened to me with my pants down. There's been several anecdotes, haven't there? Yes, yes. Any interesting story about me is somehow related to not wearing pants. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, you're welcome, Paul. <laughs> I didn't realise that till just now, but you are absolutely correct. <laughs> but anyway, everybody from uh, Groveley State School, grade 6, 1991, who saw my <laughs> bare ass, I'm sorry, but no, I am not going to pay your therapy bills. No, no, no. Your hair's looking very thick and luscious. Oh, it's doing awesome at the moment. I think it's nearly the longest I've ever had it, and I'm loving it. You're going to look like a rock star. That is the plan. Yeah, you could go full Dave Grohl. Well, that's what we're going for. Lose a bit more weight, grow the hair. I'm going to be sexy as fuck. Chicks dig in. All i got to do is get good at playing the guitar again because I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> So anyway, we digress. We've got to talk about this Mormon malarkey because that is kind of the point of the show. I came across my top science-related stories of 2021. There's one in particular directly related to Mormonism. Now, as we know, reading this book, the Nephites came to America about 600 years before Jesus, right? So about 2,600 years ago. And they're the ones that settled America and became the Native Americans, right? The truth is they found out that humans came from Asia to America about 10,000 years ago. The Book of Mormon is bullshit! However, because science is always willing to change its standpoint based on new evidence, they have found actually that the humans came to America a lot earlier than they first suspected. They have finally uncovered some traces of human activity in Mexico. Pokemon was right. It was Central America, but it was about 20,000 years ago that humans first went to America, not 2,600. So about 10 times longer. Um, So, you know, Mormon scholars, if you want to cover it up, just on the next edition of the Book of Mormon, just add a zero and you'll be all sweet. (laughs) 
yeah, it's very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of it because I've spoken before about the DNA that they found, you know, like the current Native Americans' DNA traces back to Asia, as I said, from 10,000 years ago. But because they found these footprints in Central America that's 20,000 years ago, of course, the next step is going to be finding out, was it two separate migrations to America that then interbred or, you know, did one wipe out the other or whatever? It's going to get interesting. Hopefully, this time next year, I'll have some more interesting science stories. Oh, you're going to have great stories this time next year because you're going to have pictures from that new telescope, probably. It'll take six months to get to its point where it'll take photos. But yes, hopefully by the end of 2022, we'll have some good images from James Webb. I'm really looking forward to that too. While you bring that up, this is something else funny. In the 1830s, 1840s, Joseph Smith gave someone a blessing that they would go as a missionary to preach to the people on the moon. Oh, he was really (laughs) overreaching there, wasn't he? I mean, (laughs) light hadn't been invented for humans. at this stage and he's like yeah you're going to go on a mission to the people of the moon they must have thought he was off his rocker they believed him back then he also taught that there were people on the sun you might as well be working on the sun paul (laughs) when they did walk on the moon first like you know neil armstrong and what's his face were the mormons really excited were they glued to their television because they were like oh this is joseph Smith coming true. I imagine they would have been, although Joseph's obviously since kind of tried to forget about Joseph Smith's predictions about people living on the moon. Oh, have they? Yeah, but again, 10 or 20 years before we landed on the moon, there was Joseph Fielding Smith, who was another prophet that was the nephew of Joseph Smith that ended up becoming leader of the church. Now, he was actually an Air Force pilot and whatever, but I think in the 50s, he prophesied that humans would never land on the moon and that it wasn't God's will for us to leave Earth. Well, he got that wrong, didn't he? (laughs) And then like, 10 and a bit years later, we're on the moon and now we've got a space station and all that sort of stuff. When they get back to the moon, what goals would you like for what they do on the moon? We need to go to Mars. We need to look at some other planets. So the moon could be a good stepping stone for that. But there's also a lot of research we can do on the moon to help us understand our own origins and how the universe formed, that sort of stuff. There's also a lot of minerals we could have access to as well. Yeah, let's mine the crap out of it. Why not? Anyway, we've really digressed from the Mormonism topic and probably because we know it's so fucking boring and we don't want to talk about it. That's right, the boredom. We've got to get back to the boredom, The boredom. The thing we hate the most but is the reason that we're all here. That's right. This book of Mormon. I do love mocking at that. For a moment, I grab onto something that feels like what I'm supposed to be doing with my entire life. All right, so chapter 28. Go for it. And now, behold, my brethren, I have spoken unto you according as the Spirit hath constrained me. Wherefore, I know that they must surely come to pass. That is also a common psychosis. And the things which shall be written out of the book shall be of great worth unto the children of men and especially unto our seed, which is a remnant of the house of Israel. This is the same shit on repeat. For it shall come to pass that in the day that the churches which are built up and not unto the Lord, when the one shall say unto the other, Behold, I, I am the Lord's. (laughs) And the other shall say, I. I am the Lord's. And thus shall everyone say that hath built up churches and not unto the Lord. They've got a whole Spartacus thing going on there, haven't they? I am the Lord's. No, no I'm, I the Lord. am the Lord's. No, I'm the Lord's. No, I'm the Lord's. 
<laughs> Verse 4. And they shall contend one with another, and their priests shall contend one with another, and they shall teach with their learning and deny the Holy Ghost, which giveth utterance, and they deny the power of God, the Holy One of Israel. And they say unto the people, Hearken unto us, and hear ye our precept. For behold, there is no God today, for the Lord and the Redeemer hath done his work, and he hath given his power unto men. Men! Behold, hearken ye unto my precept. There's that word again. He loves it. If they shall say there is a miracle wrought by the hand of the Lord, believe it not. For this day he is not a God of miracles. He hath done his work. All right, so he's not doing miracles anymore. Yeah, he's finished apparently. Ah. Even though he's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow and forever, he's finished, he's done. That's right. Right, oh God. So static. Well, hang on a second then. If he's done with his work, then there's no need for him to come to Joseph Smith and tell him all about this shit then because he was finished. In fact, he says there, when people say, I am from God, to not believe them. He's telling us not to believe the contents of this book that Joseph tells you. (laughs) We've just invalidated the whole fucking religion. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners at home. Forget everything we've told you until now. Delete the whole fucking book. That's right. It is now null and void. Delete Joseph Smith. Delete Sydney uh, Rigdon. Sydney uh, Rigdon, rather. It's Sydney Rigdon. It's not Sydney. Shidony. Shidony. <laughs> there it is. Shidony. They won't get that overseas. No, no. But <laughs> <laughs> Any Australian who lived in 1992 will get that reference. Uh, and the winner is Shidony. And then we heard that over and over, all the way through to 2000, and then even afterwards. Yeah, yes, and the A couple of verses I love now. Oh, why do you love them, Paul? And I'll explain why in a minute. Oh. This was a scripture mastery too, by the way, everybody, this next verse. Yea, and there shall be many which shall say, Eat, pray, love, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, and it shall be well with us. And there shall also be many which shall say, Eat, drink, and be merry. Nevertheless, fear God. He will justify in committing a little sin. Yea, lie a little. Take advantage of one because of his words. Dig a pit for thy neighbor. There is no harm in this. And do all these things, for tomorrow we die. And if it be that we are guilty, God will beat us with a few stripes, and at the last we shall be saved in the kingdom of God. I don't think that's what people say. They'll say we'll be with all our mates in hell. Pretty much. But the eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die philosophy. This is what I take issue with now, okay? So Mormonism tell you that that's a bad thing. Mm. That you shouldn't be happy now because tomorrow we die. That's not the plan. You should be worried about what happens after you die. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. We don't know when we're going to die. Don't be miserable. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy. And if you can't enjoy life, see your doctor. Mm. Get some tablets or call me and I will laugh at you until you're happy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Verse nine. Yay! And there shall be many which shall teach after this manner false and vain and foolish doctrines. Oh, no. Oh, you're so vain. And shall be puffed up in their hearts. I bet you think this doctrine's about you. (laughs) Bet you think this verse is about you, don't you? Don't you?
shall seek deep to hide their counsels away from the Lord. <laughs> and their works shall be in the dark. And the blood of the saints shall cry from the ground against them. Ground against them and... <laughs> I don't know that song, hey? I only know that one little bit. You're so vain. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, I would have sung along. Okay, well, don't edit that. And when we finish recording, listen to the song and it'll make sense. Can't promise I'll listen to the song, but I would definitely like to leave your singing in. Oh, okay, okay. If it was Pearl Jam, I'd have to do something horrible to it. Yeah. You're so vain, I bet you think verse 11 is about you. Oh, I probably do. Yay! They have all gone out of the way. They have become corrupted because of pride and because of false teachers and false doctrine. Their churches have become corrupted and their churches are lifted up because of pride. They are puffed up. Let me get this straight. The churches are corrupted, they're lifted up, and they're puffed up. How do you do those three things with a church? A false dichotomy, isn't it? Because they're saying they're corrupted, but that will lift them up and puff them. I don't get it. But if they're corrupted, it should be the opposite. What do they even mean by lifted up? Did they have a crane or something that just pulled the thing out of the ground or what? Mm, they raised the steeple higher? That's a very good question. Maybe it's like they got a crane and wrapped it around Maroney's head and then just ripped him from the top of the fucking temple. That's how they got him on there in the first place. I'd pay to see that. Someone ripped that fucker off the top of the temple. I'd gladly do it. <laughs> get <laughs> Give me the fucking crane or a bazooka or something, man. I'll take that fucking down. <laughs> that would be a great narrative for a role-playing game, wouldn't it? Actually, that should be like the next big game. Blow up Moroni. Fuck Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Fuck Call of Duty. Let's have going around every Mormon temple in the world and taking the Moroni statue out. I've been thinking of ideas for an ex-Mormon game, trust me. That's a good one. Because <laughs> what you do is like you start small, like for the first one you've got to climb up there with a saw and cut it down but then as you go around the world you earn points so by the time you get to the last one you're like using a nuclear bomb or something. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through, it's a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start off with a handsaw, then it's a chainsaw, then it's an angle grinder, then you get to use a bazooka, then you get to use a missile, and we finish with, like, a nuke. That would be awesome. Get to work on that, sister patience. They rob the poor because of their fine sanctuary. So oh, well, that's what the Mormons are doing. Yeah. <laughs> they rob the poor because of their fine clothing. Yeah, Mormon temple garments. Mm. I wouldn't exactly call temple garments fine clothing, though. Yeah, it's very cool. They're not cheap. All right, okay. Well. And they persecute the meek and the poor in heart because in their pride, they are puffed up. Those people that are poor in heart probably need one of those pig hearts that you talked about today on Facebook. You know what though? This is again summarising Mormons, okay? Because Mormons love to make out that they are the chosen people and they're awesome and they know more and they persecute the meek as in those who don't believe in them and they see as being below them. Below? So again, self-fulfilling prophecy, Mormons. Below them? Just below them, Paul. Below them! It's like, sister patience, <laughs> you are a good person. I know you're a good person. I know God loves you, but you are not as good as me because I am a Mormon because I have been baptizing under the temple. You are a good person. 
Okay. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just not as good as me. Mm-hmm. That's what Mormons say. I know you like smoking and I, I don't know, smoke. I know. You look good with a cigar I, I, in your I, mouth. I, I found a Nico pen that I'm using <laughs> as like a cigar right now to impress the patient. Listeners at home, I'm smoking a magic marker. For sister patients amusement. What's cool about it is because you're an ex-smoker, you actually know how to hold it right. Like if that was me trying to do that, I'd fuck it all up completely. Yeah. Actually, mm. I don't mind. As, I might need to get a cigar again soon. I don't mind a cigar every now and then. I haven't had one really? for Really? Yeah. Oh. Do you have like the cigar trimmer that you like chop off the end with? Not yet. I should get one of those. But yeah, I haven't had one for a while. Every now and then I don't mind just sort of sitting down with a cigar. And just be careful, Paul. Doing the cigar thing. It's not good for your health. Being all classy. You do look cool with one in your mouth. People look cool with all sorts of things in their mouth, really. (laughs) Tell you, a cigar and a glass of whiskey, it's one of life's simple pleasures, but I'm going to forget myself a cigar this weekend. I've just made this decision. I feel like you're a character on Boston Legal or something. (laughs) Anyway, where the fuck are we up to? Uh, It's my turn, isn't it? Verse 14th. (laughs) We're back on the stiff necks. They wear stiff necks and high heads. How can you wear a stiff neck? You don't wear your head and your neck. They're like always fucking there. They're like part of you. The moment you stop wearing it is the moment you die. Exactly. And better to have a stiff neck and a high head than to be dead. (laughs) Better to be alive than have no head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because of pride. Pride <laughs> and wickedness and abominations and whoredoms. Oh, there we go. I love whoredoms. What What do they have against whoredoms? <laughs> they have all gone astray, save it be a few who are humble followers of Christ. <coughs> Nerds. <coughs> no friends. Nevertheless, they are led that in many instances they do err because they are taught by the precepts of men. You know, Paul, when we finish the book of boredom, mm. we could do like a book of whoredoms. <laughs> oh, that, that'll pretty much be my autobiography, really. Oh, oh, here's another script in Mastery Verse. Oh, the wise and the learned and the rich that are puffed up in the pride of their hearts and all those who preach false doctrines and all those who commit whoredoms and those who pervert <laughs> the right way of the Lord. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa! Triple your woes, ladies and gentlemen. Not just one woe, three woes. Be unto them, saith the Lord God Almighty, for they shall be thrust down to hell. Uh, Just look at the words in that verse, though. We've got thrust, we've got pervert, we've got whoredoms, puffed. (laughs) We've got three woes. They're criticising people here for being wise and learned. They're basically saying... Don't be smart. Follow Joseph Smith instead. Like it's bad to be smart is the essence of what they're saying there. As if we didn't have enough woes in the last verse. Whoa! Unto them. The turn aside. The just for a thing of naught and revile against that which is good and say that it is of no worth. (laughs) For the day shall come that the Lord God will speedily, speedily visit the inhabitants of the earth and in that day that they are fully ripe in iniquity they shall perish i don't want to be around anyone when they're fully ripe that's kind of smelly you know like yeah that's not good after they've eaten a lot of refried beans they become very fully ripe you know that's a really odd adverb to use in the bible isn't it speedily I wonder if speedily is ever used in the King James Version. Speedily. Speedily. God will speedily. It's, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. It has to be. I'm going to look that up right uh, now. Okay, okay. I will take another sniff of my magic Marcus cigar. Oh, you do that. Ooh. 
Ooh. Oh, there we go. Well, fuck. It's in. <laughs> <laughs> what happens anytime anybody researches anything from the Book of Mormon, when they Google it and try to look it up, they are inevitably going to say, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's in the King James Bible 19 times. <laughs> Here's my challenge for next week. I'll have an actual cigar next week when we record. How does that sound? It's going to add unhealthiness to the podcast. It's going to add a touch of class. Or a touch of ass. Anybody who smokes a cigar is classy. Okay, all right, all right, all right. But behold, if the inhabitants of the earth shall repent of their wickedness and abominations, they shall not be destroyed, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh, yes, we get it. Mm, that we get guy it, again. But behold, that great and abominable church, the Roman Catholics, the whore of all the earth, the Roman Catholics, must tumble to the earth, the Roman Catholics, and great must be the fall thereof. For the kingdom of the devil must shake, and they which belong to it must needs be stirred up unto repentance, or the devil will grasp them, ooh, that doesn't sound consensual, with his everlasting chains, ooh, kinky, and they shall be stirred up to anger and perish. See, once again, the devil has the best bits of the Book of Mormon. He's talking about shaking and grasping He's got the kinks and the BDSM and all the good stuff. (laughs) For behold, at that day shall he Rage, 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 rage. They won't get that overseas. Rage, 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 rage. <laughs> Did you ever watch Rage at like one or two o'clock in the morning when they showed yes. really weird music and shit? <laughs> I used to love that. It, it would have been so much better if I like was high or drunk back then, but of course I wasn't. But even being completely sober watching 1am Rage was like, what the fuck is this, man? The guest programmers, some of those people had some wacky shit. That's when they bought out the really funky shit. That's when they wheel out the Aphex Twin and So for international listeners who don't understand the reference, Rage was a music show that was very popular in Australia in the late 80s and for most of the 90s. It went from like midnight on Friday to like 9 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday and then again on the Sunday and it was basically non-stop music to like 6 in the morning and then they would do like the top 40 countdown for like the last couple of hours. But before the top 40 countdown, they would show the most alternative, weird music. Some of it was awesome. Some of it was like trippy, but it was always good. I haven't watched commercial TV for so long. Is Rage even still going? I don't think it is Yeah, anymore. I don't think so, no. No, I haven't heard yeah. anything about it for a while. So anyway, any listeners in Australia who understand what we're talking about, please comment on our Facebook post. For behold, at that day, shall he rage? Oh, that's right. That's where we got up to this where the whole rage diversion thing came from. Rage, rage, rage! Rage, 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 We'll have to see if that theme song's on YouTube and we can share it on uh, in the show notes for this episode, hey? I actually used to set my VCR on extended play, so it was even longer than long play, and it was a hi-fi VCR, so I got it in stereo, and I would record the whole thing, and then through the week just watch it as I ate, and I'd learn about music that way. You take notes of the stuff you like and the stuff you don't like, and yeah, yeah it was awesome. It was awesome. 
Uh, but anyway, I haven't gotten past that word yet, and I probably no, should. Let's see if we make it past rage this time. The next word after the word rage is in, followed by the following words. The hearts of the children of men and stir them up to anger against that which is good. And others will he pacify and lull them away into carnal security that they will say, all is well in Zion, yea, Zion prospereth. All is well, and thus the devil cheateth their souls. Oh no! And leadeth them away carefully down to hell. <laughs> but he cheateth their souls. And behold, others he flattereth away, and telleth them there is no hell. And he saith unto them, I am no devil, for there is none. And thus he whispereth in their ears until he grasps them with his awful chains from whence there. There is no deliverance. Oh, no! He's still making the devil sound more interesting than God. Yeah, absolutely. The devil's the fun one. Yay! They are grasped with death. And Paul has got a nico in his mouth. And hell. And death. And hell. And the devil. What the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) With death. And hell, hell, and death, and death, and hell, and, hell, and, death, and the devil, and hell, and all and that death, have been seized therewith must stand before the throne of God. I feel like I need to harmonise with you while you read this first, okay? So, right. so you keep reading and I'll harmonise behind you, okay? And death, and hell, and death, and hell, and death, and hell, and death, and hell, and hell, and death, and death, and hell, and hell, and death, and hell, and hell, and hell, and hell, and death, and hell, and death, and hell, and hell, and death, 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 and death, and hell, and death, and death, and death, and death, and death, and hell, 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 and death, and death, and hell, 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 and Oh my god. <laughs> uh, verse 24. Therefore, Whoa! be unto him that is at ease in Zion. Can I do this play school style? You sure can, Paul. I want to do this play school style. It's your podcast. Go for it. Whoa. Unto him that crieth all is well. Yea, woe be unto him that hearkeneth unto the precepts of men, <laughs> and denieth the power of the Holy Ghost, and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yea, woe be unto him that saith, We have received, and we need no more. Oh, we all know people like that, don't we, boys and girls? Do we have to go through the oval window for that or the square window? In the square window where it says, and in fine, woe. Can I take Jemima with me? Unto all those who tremble and are angry because of the truth of God. For behold, he that is built upon the rock receiveth it with gladness, and he that is built upon the sandy foundation trembleth lest he shall fall. Through the arch window. Through the arch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. There's an awful lot of woe in this Oh, today. he's very woeing. <laughs> I've got this funny feeling we're not going to get any other chapters read, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm getting the same thing. You laugh, but I think we have done very well tonight to actually make something out of this chapter. <laughs> we really have. It was pretty dry. We just kept getting distracted. You know, there's upsides to ADHD, Paul. It's oh, called yeah. podcasting. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 
Everybody make your podcast more interesting with ADHD. Hire an ADHD neurodivergent today. One minute you're talking about the salvation of Christ. Next minute, hey, look a squirrel. Woe be unto him that shall say, we have received the word of God and we need no more of the word of God for we have enough. Wait a minute. Didn't he just say earlier that he said all he has to say? (laughs) (laughs) So in the same chapter, we have God saying that he said all he has to say. (laughs) But he says so. And then a few verses later, he's like, oh, yeah, fuck the people who say we've heard enough. (laughs) (laughs) If God said all he has to say, then who else is listening? Ah! I'm like putting my hand up. I'm one of the people that have said I've had enough. I've had enough, Paul. We've we've all fucking had had enough, enough. God. I can't take it anymore. Verse 30, for behold, thus saith the Lord God, I will give unto the children of men line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and very little, and blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom, for unto him that receiveth I will give more and from them that shall say, we have enough from them shall be taken away, even that which they have, Brother Paul. That was just beautiful. I feel like I should continue in the same key. Go for it. Give me the final note again. Cursed is he that putteth his trust in man, or maketh flesh his arm. I maketh flesh his arm. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what else is your arm meant to be made out of? <laughs> I was trying to sing and get operatic, but here Joseph Smith is not understanding basic fucking biology. We have no choice but to have an arm made out of flesh. And he said this before too, <laughs> this silly phrase. You <laughs> make your flesh's arm. That's what our arm is. Was he predicting cyborgs when he wrote this? People of the future will be stronger with robotic arms? I don't know. I will totally get the cyborg upgrade, Paul. Would you swap your body out for like a cybernetic version that just would never grow old, would never get fat, would always be in peak performance? You won me and never get fat. Yes, I'm in. You're looking good these days, though, Paul. You know, you're trimming down. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Getting the rock star haircut. Lose weight now. Ask me how. Catch COVID. It definitely helps. (laughs) I completely lost my appetite. Thank you, COVID. All shall hearken unto the precepts of men, save their precepts, shall be given by the power of the Holy Ghost. Whoa! <laughs> unto the Gentiles, saith the Lord God of hosts. There's another suggestion for an episode title. Just whoa! <laughs> for notwithstanding, I shall lengthen. Oh, is that possible? He's going to give us a length, Paul. This is not good. Oh, it's, it, it's possible to lengthen. To God, all things are possible, Paul. <laughs> Lengthen out mine arm. Oh, that's not quite the same. Unto them from day to day, they will deny me. Nevertheless, I shall be merciful unto them, saith the Lord God, if they will repent and come unto me, for mine arm is lengthened. <laughs> we can't lengthen our arms, but God can lengthen his arm. Mine arm is lengthened all day long, saith the Lord God of hosts, 
Thank you for tonight, Brother Paul. It's this been has been fun. a lot of fun, Sister Patience. I, need, I needed this tonight. I just love riffing with you, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, just that, fun. That was great. That was great. So we'll do this again soon, everybody. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in. And until next week, from myself and Sister Patience, let's just say, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thunderbar.